It's very easy to say, why should I have an object? If God is everywhere, I can just close my eyes and feel its presence. It's marvelous if you can do that. But by and large, we are frail, we are human. Something concrete attracts our attention. So on an altar where we pray, we must have a chosen ideal, that's the word used in the Indian philosophy. An ideal which I would like to concentrate my mind upon. We all do it in our normal life. Children, at the period of growing, you can go to their rooms and see what types of pictures in spite of all protestations of mothers, they nail or glue into the wall. They all want some object to cherish. So they choose some individual in social life, in political life, in sports, in cinemas, as their object on which they focus their attention. They like to become that. If we are to become divine, should we not have something that is divine as the centerpiece for our place, for my chapel, for my room, worship room? I require something. So I feel its presence, just as a child feels the presence of a cricketer or somebody else musician, by seeing a picture. We are all children. We are all children of God. Only we have to go to Him with that attitude, as a child would go to its mother. And then, direct all our feelings there, direct all our attention there, And sit quiet for a while, peacefully establish contact there. In the process of practice of meditation, we, have, we can bring in our normal certain uh, physical functions, so like breathing. That's one of the steps that are given to us in the practice of meditation. Practice a little deep breathing. We all know when mind is agitated, our breathing becomes shallow. I take that cue and say, All right, yeah, I'll make my breathing deep so that my mind can become calm. It does. So, when we sit in the place of our meditation, sit in a steady posture, then half a dozen times do deep breathing. And then we can open a book and read something, a teaching that inspires my spiritual feelings in relation to my chosen ideal, an incarnation, a saint. Because in that personality the power of God was manifest to a very great extent. So he inspires us. 
and then I read something. So my 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 vision or my uh, sight is full of that inspiration. I fill my mind with these noble thoughts, the teachings of this great man. Then I try to concentrate my mind on that object, continuously repeating in my mind these thoughts, feeding my mind with this one thought. It's very essential, this feeding of the mind. Otherwise, what happens? Our subconscious, the moment the subconscious sees the conscious has become a little calm and peaceful, the subconscious says, I've got so much stored in my attic. Have a look at it, it says. Any of you who have practiced meditation are well aware how difficult it is. The moment I sit quiet, my subconscious comes out with all sorts of things, things which I would like to forget. I would be horrified to think that I have ever thought of those things, but they are all mine. So they start coming out and disturbing me very much. So instead of making the mind blank and fighting with it, with the subconscious, I would suggest think of a noble theme, a noble thought, a spiritual message, and feed your mind with it, so that the mind becomes full of those noble sentiments. Slowly, the subconscious, which has got all this muck which I have kept it there, for want of a chance for expression, atrophies and becomes ineffective. disused atrophy. They don't get a chance for expression. But if I start fighting and trying to push it out, that exercises it, as it were, and it becomes all the more strong. So the best thing is not to fight with it. If you can, dissociate and look at it, then it loses its vitality. Or Engage the conscious mind of this moment with something worthwhile, something uplifting, something divine. After all, I have control. Only on this present moment, the past is gone, I have no more control over it. The future, I have not reached it yet. I am living only in this present moment, before I have lived <coughs> in this present moment, it has become a past. So there is no use of worrying over the past or planning and scheming and wasting our time for our future. If I do well here and now, I have taken care of my past and the future falls into this mould and it's well utilised. So this is how I start playing the game of meditation. And then 
this is so far it's all an intellectual process then i try to project my faculty of emotion feeling and faith i try to see the living presence of my chosen ideal my good feelings i project on there and see it as a living reality once i start doing it that chosen ideal becomes a living throbbing entity it's no more an imagination it becomes a reality so i sit there practice it for a few minutes controlling my mind and guiding and directing as long as i can and then when the mind starts wavering in the hindu tradition we are also asked to repeat holy names what is popularly known as a mantra mantra is a word which in our tradition is a revealed word it's not something concocted by some intelligent man to convey something no these great saints in the moments of that deep concentration on this reality certain words were revealed to them which they by repetition found it very helpful in communing with the reality god having practiced and found it beneficial they have passed it on to others and they in turn to their pupils so this has been handed down so in every religion there are certain holy formulas which are used for repetition so once i have my mind becomes a little tired of practice of concentration i try to in- bring or incorporate this repetition of a holy name that holy name is very potent because it has been used for a very effective used very effectively for a good purpose so it has its no with this we experience any word carries its meaning by using you talk to the children and say you are a good boy you will not do it yes you will say yes i am a good boy i will certainly not do it If you simply say you're a bad boy, he pouts and says, "Give some days, annoyed." See that word "good" and "bad." How much reaction it can bring out because of its usage. So, how much more effective, how much more powerful is the name of God, or the words used in relation to God, if only we take it into our life with a proper spirit and practice it. so that's called repetition of a holy name so one can continue to repeat the holy name for a few minutes or depending upon the time at one's disposal and go on doing it again and again as far as possible once we have gone through this exercise we can conclude it again by praying 
the all-pervading reality, God, to abide with me and go with me into my normal life and existence. Because all of us have got to live, not always sitting quietly in meditation, got to face the world and see God there. That's what we are supposed to do. That's the purpose of human life. Human life, we must realize that truth. We must know God. That is the purpose of human life. So to achieve it, this method of meditation is very useful. So as I said, first, our inner feelings and reactions to be controlled and made wholesome. Second, relationship with the outside world. And third, set aside a little time, morning and evening, and try to practice a little concentration on God, on the object of your worship, on the all-pervading reality. Give it any name, they all mean the same thing. So we've got to take care, but we can't take it lightly and do what we like in our normal life and still think we will become spiritual. That's not possible. A certain amount of purity is necessary. See, if one is not prepared to change one's nature from passion to purity, from untruth to truth, from hardness and rudeness to kindness and compassion, we really cannot meditate properly. God is all-merciful and He is full of love. Man has to grow into the nature of God and know Him. So meditative life is sustained by moral and ethical perfection and purity. That is the basis on which meditation is to be practiced. It progresses by self-control, self-abnegation and results in the experience of God, the all-pervading reality. So this is how we have to adopt certain pattern of life, certain disciplines, because in discipline alone lies progress and draw our mind and go deeper and deeper to meet God, first here and then everywhere. That is the purpose of meditation. So we have got to practice it regularly and practice it quietly. This is not something to be shown. You know, sometimes we see children these days, young people, even in sitting in the parks, it's good, something is good, <laughs> better than nothing. But it's something you cherish and it's holy. It's not for vulgar gaze. So one has got to practice it. So, you see, even in the Bible, when you want to pray, you close the door. When you uh, close the door and go quietly inside and practice, pray in secret. God who sees you practicing this in secret will reward you openly. I've got to practice it quietly not exhibiting anywhere, because it is something very valuable, very 
worthwhile, I cherish it very much. I've got to do that. When we do this, normal life itself becomes deep, it becomes very stable, and it becomes peaceful. And that's what is needed very much today.